0: Hi, Jim here. Thanks for listening to this past episode of the Ski Podcast. Since releasing this podcast, we have a new supporter of the show. The Ski Podcast is now supported by Switzerland Tourism. They will be helping us explore some of the 355 ski destinations across the country, from famous names of Samaritz, Lax, Davos and Zermatt, to the lesser known resorts that cover their mountainous land. We will be reporting on them and telling interesting stories about the people who live and work there. In total, there are 7,067 kilometres of slopes to ski and 1,800 lifts to ride. And at least 80 of them are funiculars, which is good because I do love a good funicular. Well, there's a lot to do. So while we get on with that, you can get on with listening to this episode of the Ski Podcast. Thanks, listener. And thanks, Switzerland Tourism. Boo. Ahoy and welcome to Knowledge is Powder, the ski podcast. I am Jim Duncombe still, and as always, I'm joined by Ian Martin. Hello, Ian, you're right.
1: Yeah, I'm Ian
0: Martin still as well. Phew, good, no one's changed. Um, coming up in today's show, we're going to be looking at how the ski industry has been trying to fool us. There will be talk about snow domes, and Ian has been finding out more about a thing called Listex. If you do like the show, why not follow us on Facebook or Twitter? You can get in touch with the show by tweeting at the ski podcast or emailing the ski podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to share us with your very, very cool ski buddies or <laughs> snowball buddies. Um and we've you, both been... you?
1: you, could share us with your uncool ski and snowball buddies as well. We're probably, probably more relevant. relevant. Say,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've both been skiing over the last few weeks. Ian, how was your trip?
1: Yeah, really good. Um, went to France, spent uh, a week in a small resort called Les Césis, which most people haven't heard of. It's kind of in the Beaufortin area, um, maybe like halfway between Chamonix and, and the Tarantès area. Pretty low ski area, <coughs> excuse me, in general, but brilliant for a family holiday. And obviously snow's been great uh, this year. And then we went for three days in, in Courchevel. Uh, after that. So, uh, not quite from one extreme to the other because Le Cézis is has got 192 kilometers of slopes, but uh, did end up in the world's largest ski area, which was, which was brilliant. And, you know, the snow, as uh, probably everyone knows, for, for this time of year is, is really pretty exceptional. And we had all conditions, but, uh, you know, from, from blizzards to you know, these blue skies and sunshine to a little bit of rain, but, uh, you yeah, really good trip.
0: So I, as you know, I was meant to be going skiing in Rioja yeah. in Spain, um, and I've got a, a mild tale of the perils of going on an independent ski trip.
1: <laughs> All right. So
0: um, we were due the whole. My whole trip was that we were to catch the overnight ferry to Bilbao from Portsmouth. We would drive, stop in um, a place called Valdez Carre, where you can ski, or Escarre, where the town is. It's a feeder town for the ski resort. Um, Mm -hmm. Spend six days there skiing, and then move down to Portugal to see my parents, who live uh, in the Algarve region. Okay. So we were just about to board the ferry, and we got a message from Airbnb saying our host had cancelled our trip. Now... Normally we would, you know, you'd be easily able to find somewhere, but this was quite a niche um, niche area, and we'd already had one of our trips cancelled about four weeks before to that area. Uh, We started looking to try and find somewhere um, in in the local vicinity, but because it was um, Easter weekend Mm. and the Spanish are pretty crazy for religious festivals, we really, really struggled. And the closest we could get was within an hour. Of where we were wanted to be, so, Which, you know, if...
1: yeah, I know you love your skiing, then you must have found yourself somewhere else to ski.
0: Well, yeah, um, well, I want to say first though that Airbnb were remarkably helpful, actually. Yeah. Um, and I would have thought they wouldn't care less, but we got a, we got um, a full refund, and um, they gave us a nice tidy sum of money. Oh, yeah. to help us with our trip. Oh, did they? So we couldn't we couldn't find anywhere to ski, so we went straight to Portugal and stay with my parents. They flipped yeah. the trip around. And um, we used this money that we got from Airbnb um, in, in way of apology, to go skiing in Courteray for um, for Hello.
1: four nights. Okay. Four as uh, <coughs> as um, longer term listeners to the show will know, I was there in uh, in January and was a massive fan of that resort.
0: Yeah, I really like it. It's absolutely stunning. I will. I have got a full report that I'll be doing in the next podcast okay. for it. Ian. Yeah, but yeah, um, it was quite a stressful time trying to find somewhere um, with four children on the yeah. ferry. And you'll be interesting to know if you are catching that ferry, do not use your mobile phone. We managed to rack up, so I think, in the region of £150 trying to find
1: accommodation
0: using yeah. um, the ferries. You fall
1: out of roaming, don't you? You're in the kind of uh, middle of uh, nowhere, although you can use your roaming when you're overseas. When you're on that ferry in the middle of the ocean, it doesn't count. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So word of warning. Um, but there we go. That okay. was my cancelled so ski well, trip. we will hear about
1: quarter a in the French pyrenees in the next pod, Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okay, um, recently it was the day of the year where companies usually, uh, who usually maintain a serious public face let their hair down oh. and try to have a laugh I am talking about April Fools um, It happened recently Ian is going to present some and we're going to find out if I would have been fooled by them First of all though, Ian did you as um, a marketer in the ski industry do any yourself?
1: uh i did not this year i was more looking out for them than actually trying to uh, come up with any you know it's yeah i'd rather spend my time creating you know, proper news items
0: all <laughs> oh, right. I thought you would have done one. Now I feel sad because I didn't create a news item. I did. I work for um, a ski um, uh, a gap year company who do um, ski instructor courses, and I wrote a short little article about how Brendan Cole has been coming a ski instructor yep. um, since his um, sacking from yeah, Strictly Come Dancing. That's good.
1: And you'll
0: be, be interested to know it had higher click through rate than many of my other content. Yeah,
1: I mean, my thought would be that you could get a lot of traffic, but it probably wouldn't be very relevant traffic.
0: No, um, it wasn't really relevant at all.
1: Okay, let's get going. Ian, what have you got for me? Uh, Well, okay, would you be fooled by this? Probably not, but I I quite liked it. K2, the very famous mountain, uh, is to be renamed K9 after a dog makes a successful winter ascent. K2 is to be renamed K9 after miniature. This is where it starts to become, well, a little unfeasible, depending how gullible you are after minute miniature dachshund made a successful winter ascent that was on ellis brigham what do you think could it happen uh, if, if, it I, if it was a saint bernard i might have uh i might have been fooled but yeah if we're talking dachshunds no chance yeah um apparently delilah the dog was unable to comment due to an important belly rub appointment
0: now why would this why would, at this point ian before we carry on for an april fall for you is it got to be really believable because that is not believable
1: it <laughs> uh, depends on on your angle i mean they okay well i have got one that uh i think is pretty believable uh latania a uh, very good website latania.co.uk um it's been around for years kind of independently run site the return of summer skiing in course cheval for july 2018 and, you know, it sounds so plausible. Yeah, you know, the snow has been so good, you know, because the snow has been good, they're going to open summer skiing for the first time in years. Um You know, that makes sense, doesn't it?
0: I would have totally bought it. And in the article, it goes on to say that there used to be a summer skiing yeah. area. Uh, is that false or is that true?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you can imagine like global warming has been going on for... Sure, they must have had summer skiing uh, at one point.
0: See, for me, this one works. There's a lot of detail. Yeah, no, a lot and, of detail, you know, it's, it's completely
1: plausible. a lift map there, showing which lifts. It was only when I scrolled down right towards the bottom and they started to talk about some of the runs and the run names. And one of the run names is the black uh, the the uh, Perdri, uh noir, which is a black grouse and it starts to go on about the the cop being very distinctive uh, with uh, black plumage, etc. And I started to think, yeah, this is probably not really kind of uh, anything to do with it.
0: All right. What's next?
1: Uh, so well done to them. Um, Ingham's and uh, Crystal always, you know, have a go. Uh, Crystal had one where you can book your chairlift in advance using their app. Um, um, I totally didn't believe that
0: one. However, I do love this part of it. Um, that um that was tweeted it said the tweet is coming soon pre-book your share lift seat with crystal holidays find out more i didn't click the link but then straight away there's rick sellers at rickster yeah glad you're having a great time making gags is there any way you can actually contact you i've been stuck in geneva 40 hours (laughs) delayed then cancelled flight no number left for the rep nobody answering my company phone um we have to get home supposed to be on a 3 30 pm flight too late today, I guess. Happy April yeah, Fool's. Okay. So I quite well, like that. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe Rickster's having an April Fool yeah. himself.
1: Yeah, sadly, uh, that one sounds far too convincing. Uh, Ingham's, the uh, their competitors, uh, went for uh, um, an event in Surrey in Godalming, which is where their offices are, where they're going to have um, the first Alpine-style cow festival in Godalming. And they photoshopped up some, you know, really badly photoshopped uh, uh, photo, but you know, got it got forty six likes. I don't know if you consider that to be good. Said the cows are going to be flown over from Austria, especially for it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say must try harder, Inghams, and must try harder yeah.
1: next year. Yeah, exactly. Kusher, I was quite cute. A little uh, photo of a, um, a, a, a a peace security guy with a rabbit. Uh, and they tweeted that they're going to uh, try um, avalanche rescue rabbits, which I thought was, well, just a cute photo, really. But
0: uh, well, it's nice, though, because they, they're thinking that they combined it with Easter. Yeah. It does work.
1: Yeah. You no know, one <laughs> combined Easter with Mijev with, a, you know, a, a photo that no one would ever think would be real. But they did say that they'd replace their, uh, their cabins in their gondola with chocolate eggs.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on. That's <laughs> not real.
1: You must have been one. Of, you must have seen one of the three hundred ninety-one shares that that particular post got. Eight hundred ninety-six likes and three hundred ninety-one yeah. shares. I was totally <laughs> fooled. I put,
0: I put my net trips to me was, yeah, based on that. <laughs> yeah, went, nothing more than I want this,
1: this to be. Could this one convince you? Val are going to install snowboarder-specific chairlifts so that you don't have to have skiers and snowboarders on the same chair. We're creating all those that awkward tension just when you're about to come off and at the top
0: now another ski resort i could have totally bought it val is too friendly and too open to doing things that are really like progressive um if you were talking like a really niche little french resort that no one had ever heard of <laughs> oh, i would have gone yeah yet. that is totally well, true you know,
1: there's a... shortly followed by we're also going to ban snowboarders Right. There, there was some detail in it, which made it, you know, it sounds slightly more plausible, you know, that they, the four-man chairs would be coloured red and the water ones would only have three seats instead of four to give them more space, uh, et cetera. And they claim that it's happened in some Japanese resorts. But, yeah. And then there's a little – there's a link where you can click to find out which uh, which uh, lifts are going to be upgraded. Ah, <laughs> it's an April 4th. Yeah, okay. <laughs> i would i
0: would also like them um to have put um we're also adding in single man chairlifts just for bladers
1: <laughs> you don't have any friends is that what you mean <laughs> uh
0: i don't know we should stop this right we're, we're friends with yep. snowboarders yep. now everyone's friends we need to be friends with bladers we should not mock them are there any though snowbladers oh i saw loads where i was in uh
1: did you i saw one in lace az
0: it's not my least favourite snowbladers are, the ones that um, then wear those um, riding chicken suits. They're my least favourite.
1: Um,
0: right, now we've alienated probably 1% of our audience. Um, let's find out about our review, shall we, Ian? People like to be assured that they're listening to quality podcasts.
1: Ian, have you got anything to support that? For sure, Snowheads, that exceptionally good um, snow forum website, snow chat room website. There's a chap called Bennis Boy on there who said, uh, I've been catching up on this, very enjoyable. Uh, He does actually say in a bit that I thought um, I might cut out, but please sort out the sound level. But I think that this was recorded ages ago, so. Um, hopefully, Venice boy, you've decided that is now sorted.
0: Yeah, it is all sorted. I hope. I think um, I'm getting there. I'm I'm proud of what I'm achieving with the sound. So yeah, uh, there is an interesting review here actually in on um, iTunes.
1: I did just bring it up another one on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to read it out? Yeah, you, I think you should read it, Jim. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to review my own podcast and say that I think it's pretty good. Naturally, I gave it five stars. Not sure about the other presenter, though. He seems to know too much. We're always trying to make the show better, so keep the reviews coming. Thanks for listening. Um, That's from uh, Jim Duncan. Not sure who he is, but sounds trustworthy.
1: Yeah, I don't know who he is either, but the other presenter sounds good.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, he holds the show together, I'd say. (laughs) Right, Um, let's move on with the show.
1: Okay, so um, I'm here at the uh, Snow Centre in Hemel Hempstead. Uh, and i've just had a great session on the slope i'm going out to the uh, alps in um, about a week's time and i wanted to get some practice in brought uh, the kids along today and um, but i thought we'd find out a bit more about the snow center and uh, do you want to just uh, introduce yourself yeah of course thank you my name's pete gillespie and i'm head of uh, snow sports here at the snow center in heaven Hempstead cool well thanks for inviting us along today and no um, i think probably a lot of people will have um, maybe seen uh, uh, the snow center here in Hempstead recently because of the uh, the paralympics coverage on on channel four yeah. and that it, that looked uh, uh, pretty amazing how, do, how did they manage to get their studio here how did that work
2: absolutely phenomenal so they've, uh, they've taken a section in our, our restaurant in our, the lodge as we call it yeah and they transformed it into a uh, professional tv studio with their uh, their guys and their craftsmen Um, and we were quite staggered actually to see just what a transformation it made. Now when you you watched it on TV you could see through the back window that it was on uh, or at the snow centre but the actual studio looked like it would be in in London somewhere. However what was brilliant is the um, uh, the presenter Claire Boulding she was out on the snow quite frequently. Was she? Is she any good? She's very good yeah she's a good I'd say she's an advanced level skier so She was out quite frequently with some of the guests, so no, it's brilliant to to have her. Okay, and they had
1: different guests uh, going on to the slope and trying them out. I think I saw that uh, Johnny Peacock, who's obviously one of the most famous. Paralympian's not a winter Paralympian but uh, he was out there on slopes how did he get on he was he done really
2: well I mean Johnny was um, obviously as you say a a well-renowned Paralympian however hadn't ski or snowboarded before right Um, and I don't know if he actually intended to but (laughs) he he, he did he had a lesson in both skiing and snowboarding and done really well
1: he tried them both did he okay excellent so, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of coverage uh, for the, the Paralympics, but I think that for everyone who's been, you know, paying attention to Pyeongchang, it really was the, the, the main, the Winter Olympics that, that got a lot of attention. And obviously it's been quite an exciting time, you know, a couple of uh, uh, medals in skiing uh, and snowboarding. And, and I wondered, you know, after Sochi 2014, there was a, a, a kind of uplift. Have you seen any uplift this time round, you know, post, you know, both Olympics? Yeah, we definitely have.
2: I mean, we always after such a big event. People get inspired and they, uh, they tend to look at our websites, obviously spikes and inquiries come in. So that happened for sure. I think um, with the uh, Korean uh, it being held in Pyeongchang, the timings were sometimes a little bit off because obviously it wasn't in your face live. You had to kind of wake up in the morning and look at the results. Yeah. So maybe a little bit slower than, uh, than we had in, in Sochi. However, there there was a huge uplift in interest following the Paralympics, partly because uh, it was here, people got to see that we exist, and also I think the uh, the show is now long, um, so there was an opportunity for people to really engage with the show.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe the uh, uh, you know a bit of a time lag because if someone's going to if they think oh well I like the idea of going uh, skiing and snowboarding because I've just seen Billy Morgan uh, win a medal, yeah. then they're not going to necessarily go out the next day and do it. But yeah. gradually, you know, they find out where it might be possible to uh, to That's go true. and try it.
2: Yeah, and I think what's good about that is obviously we it's coming into the towards the end of our phenomenal season now. However, the slopes will will get a bit quieter, so there's a really good opportunity in terms of. Uh, Slope space, product, and pricing. So, people will now have an opportunity throughout the summer months to actually get, get
1: yeah, their level it get, up. It gets quieter. We've been wanting to come along uh, for quite a bit, and I know that you've been like super busy, oh, particularly yeah, at weekends, absolutely. you know, for us to come uh, from from Brighton, which is, you know, it's a fair journey. I would say it's well worth us. We drove two hours to get well, here, okay. two hours to get back, but to spend an hour and a half, which is what we did on the uh, slope, is brilliant practice before we go out to the Alps. Uh, just thinking about some other users of the slope though I, I um went in to see snow camp who are based there, uh, the charity based in brighton uh, earlier this week and they told me that um, some of their courses happen here uh, at the snow center
2: they do we're, we're real supporters of the snow camp project so um so the young people come in throughout the summer uh they participate in snow sports these children are invited through um various uh, youth projects and gradually what happens is the dedicated ones are when well, they push themselves forward really and they end up in a program whereby they will train as instructors so at the end of their training they will uh, be awarded if they're successful with their level one ski instructors qualification as administered by snow sport uh, england which is actually uh, a, a license you would you would need to to work here as a minimum at the snow center right so it's a really positive project we we have the trainers in-house
1: so yeah. we
2: work alongside snow camp to develop the, uh, the young people get them trained get them qualified and then it's been very successful in the last couple of years and the current programme, I would say, I've been involved in, in three of these, is probably the best one in terms of um, the attitude and the positivity of the young people involved.
1: Right, okay, that's great to hear because uh, they were telling me about their, uh, uh, there's a new video uh, campaign, haven't seen it, called Switch on 80? Yes, I have. And uh, I can't remember his name, which I must uh, uh, track that down, but the guy who effectively stars in it um, you know, Is a successful graduate who, therefore, must have been one of the ones who kind of filtered through and ended up getting yeah, that a would qualification. Be John Joe, uh,
2: I would imagine, who um, came for the program and is now a level three international ski instructor, so he's achieved a huge right. amount of okay. success. And Quan is uh, the, the young lad that's yeah. currently going through the system. Is out in Verbia with the Warren Smith Ski Academy, um, where he's just, I think, past his level two or well, certainly going through it. So, massive achievements for these young people
1: yeah great well uh, that's uh, great that you're involved in supporting, uh, supporting it as well but I think I'm right in saying that uh, you know thinking back to the Olympics you know there was a lot of chat about uh, what they might call the fridge kids and you know, people uh, uh, like uh, James Woods and Katie Summerhayes. you know, learnt their trade up in Sheffield when the ski village uh, uh, was there. Yeah. I wondered if there were any, um, you know, of the of the Olympians or famous graduates, uh, you know, who ever uh, come and use the facilities here?
2: Well, there's lots and lots of uh, young people that are up and
1: coming, and I think
2: we'll see them in the future uh, in the Olympics. However, the, the, the two kind of big names... Who uh, we have an, an association with are Amy Fuller and Jamie Nichols, who, who both have now been to two Winter Olympics. So unfortunately, they didn't get the medals they wanted this time round, and there's uh, various reasons why that might have happened. I think there were some issues with the, with the wind. And, yeah, and Amy the, Amy
1: Fuller was uh, 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 stiffed at the, uh, the Olympics. You know, forced to be able yeah. uh, to compete in uh, the slope style Absolutely, on that particular yeah. day.
2: But they're, they're they're big supporters of uh, of the Snow Centre. We're big supporters of them. In fact, Amy was was in just today. She was in today. Friends. She was riding with some friends, yeah, and we see Jamie frequently. So, right. Yeah. I teams. cannot
1: believe what, what time was she in today? Oh, uh,
2: maybe four, three between three and four. If o'clock
1: only so. we come earlier, she I would have introduced out. her uh, to my kids, and they could have got her autograph. Three, yeah. uh, cool. Well, you know that's that's great, Pete. Thank you. Um, I think it's a great facility uh, you've got here, and I've been here, you know, a bunch of times now. I often come along for uh, for listex. Uh, yeah. Um, but I've come along, you know, with my family on several occasions, and it, you know, it's a, a really, really good way to uh, to get some practice in before your holiday, or you know, if you love snow. Someone said uh, I did a Facebook live while we we're here earlier, which actually your Wi-Fi is so good that the coverage will reach all the way Excellent. to the top. So I did a Facebook live, and someone did a comment saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's better in the Alps." What? It might be better in the Alps, but some skiing is better than no skiing. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. So that yeah. would, be, that would uh, be how I'd leave that. So thanks very much, Pete. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Oh,
0: that's
1: a very good interview. In
0: um, Did I ever mention okay. that I've, uh, I saw Claire Boulding playing pool in the Zark once?
1: Uh, you may have. It's hard to remember. I probably have. A big list of uh, celebrity spots in ski resorts. But, uh, <laughs> but that I might think be. that's my How was she one. getting on? Was she any good? Uh, at pool, Yes, yeah, she looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise 50 me. She looked, looked like fifty-person who could turn a hand to anything and and do it well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, question, Ian, at the snow center. Yeah. How many turns can you put in to get to the end?
1: I reckon if you tried really hard and you did kind of uh, poncy small turns, you could probably get about twenty-five in. But um, I was doing about six or seven.
0: Six or seven. Ooh. That's big. Um, <laughs> last time I was at the Snow Centre, Ian. Um, uh, I was snowboarding, and it was pretty good. What they did is they built like um, an extra bit out of the top for me, so I could slide in. I came through, went up the lift, back down. Then they built some snow out the front, and
1: I skied away. Right, right to the yeah that that makes me think you're confusing yourself with Jamie Nichols, maybe.
0: Ah, yeah, that's probably what it yeah. is.
1: Very good viral but- video. If you've never seen it, listeners, check that one out.
0: Yeah, do you check out Jamie Nichols' Hemel Run or Jim Duncan's Hemel Run. I'm not sure what I'm not sure happens if you Google Jim Duncan's Hemel Run. Um Okay, uh, so interestingly, the cost um to go skiing is uh, for an hour lift pass at the Hemel Zone is thirty nine pounds um for the weekend or midweek it's twenty six pounds, but you do get a ten percent discount for booking online. Also, I quite like the fact you in the summer, obviously it's busy in the winter as he said, but in the summer you can get um, a monthly lift pass at eighty nine pounds. Yeah which I think is, is that's pretty good value for money, actually, if you live closely and go all the time. Yeah,
1: I think if you live nearby, you know, that, that, that could work. For me, it's, um, it was incredibly useful, I think, for, um, for the kids in particular who only ski once a year to uh, you know get out there just before our trip to the Alps and just remind themselves what it's like to ski on snow again.
0: Yeah, totally. I think you're saying I'm going to start doing more. My children um, uh, really progressed this week, which was good. Um, there are other snow domes. It's not just that one. You can go if you're in Milton Keynes, there's one. Um, and Castleford in Yorkshire, Brayhead in Glasgow. And of course, is was Tamworth the original yes, one?
1: Yes. A long time and, ago. And I think that um, they have the the kind of trademark on snow dome. So it's a Tamworth snow dome and all the others ah. cannot call themselves snow dome they are snow, the snow zones yeah, snow centers you also um, missed out um uh, the one in manchester chill factory ah
0: yeah um do you think you could ski all of them in a day
1: <laughs> like the like the sort of three peaks sort of thing the five snow dome zone centers uh yeah maybe probably wouldn't be that much. i mean it could be a good charity thing maybe
0: yeah. All right. Well, um, make a good podcast. Pod, podcast? So my American way of saying podcast. I've got this other show. When I, I, I've got an American accent for it. Podcast.
1: Um. <laughs> I'm here now with James uh, Gamble. I wonder if you could just kind of introduce yourself, James. Let us know, uh, you know, what your role is at
3: Listex. So I'm the the founder of Listix. Uh We began it in 2012 um, as a as a once a year business to business networking event exclusively for the snow sports industry, um, and then since 2014 we've run a separate summer event, the summer session. Uh, which this year we've changed to the Summer Exchange, which is effectively a one-day version of our winter event for everybody who wants to get together and make an early start on the season by by talking in May rather than waiting until September.
1: Yeah, great. And that's amazing. It's uh, six years ago that you started because yeah. uh, obviously I've, I've attended – I think I've attended all of the the winter ones and most of the summer ones that, uh, that you've uh, done – and uh time flies clearly. it does it does 6, six years ago um oh, i was actually at um hemel Hempstead last week uh, at the snow center and that is the venue for the event is that right
3: it is it is it's our it's our permanent home now so um again we we we've run the summer event always at the snow center uh i think one year we were at snow and rock but mostly we've been at the snow center the winter event oh, yeah. we we used to be in putney at the home of the uh the uh, the boat race at the London Rowing Club, but we moved yeah. to the snow centre a couple of years ago, and and yeah, it's a yeah. perfect fit for Listex. It 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 obviously is a, a hub of, yeah. of snow sports in the UK, but it means that we can get out and get some time on the snow as part of the event as well, which is always always yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: I think that's always, and that's probably an extra reason that people like to attend uh, yeah, in both in May and uh, in September, and and Listex yeah, sure. itself. Yeah, there's kind of, there's two aspects of it, aren't there? Now, the, the side that I've been more involved with is the forum side. And, um, you know, over the kind of two days uh, uh, that it's on for, for the winter one in September, you have different people come in, different panels, people are talking about different aspects of the uh, the industry, uh, etc. And I think maybe we'll just come on to that again in a minute. But do you want to explain what the trade exchange uh, side of things is?
3: yeah absolutely so the trade exchange is is kind of what we started with so it was really around the idea um that uh prior to Listex, before two thousand and twelve there was there was always you know there was lots of opportunities to to meet um in the social industry particularly at the ski show and sort of other events that happen but but they tended to be quite kind of informal affairs and you'd be you know you'd be chatting to somebody and someone else would kind of come up and say hello and it would often be in a kind of public area and you know often there were some drinks involved and 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 i think the feeling was that you know it was a great social event but but often those meetings kind of were not acted upon afterwards shall we say and 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 when
1: you're at at the (laughs)
3: the ski show you know it's
1: a even though it's slightly, it used to be slightly longer. You know, there's so many people, it's very hard to kind of have meaningful conversations. You can have lots of small conversations with lots of people, but it's harder to have those, you know, more significant chats where you actually get anything done.
3: Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we we wanted to have a sort of... uh... You know a kind of a proper sort of structure i suppose for those meetings so the idea of the trade exchange is that you have 20-minute meeting slots um they're all pre-scheduled so you organize them via our website where you can see who else is attending and the system matches your calendars there so you can see when you've got a 20-minute slot where you're both available you manage your meeting through the website that confirms to you both that your meeting and you both get a, a an alert and details to say this is when you're meeting. So rather than the sort of you know the wandering around, looking at people's name badges, trying to kind of find a quiet corner to speak in, yeah. um, you know, it, it's all it's all in one room. You know who you're meeting, when you're meeting, yeah. where to go, um, and it just means that you your time is really useful. So you can have these sort of you know twenty minutes. We we found to be the right amount of time based on feedback from people that you know you yeah. can really get into a proper discussion and have a proper follow-up afterwards because you've got all those person's, people's yeah. contact details as well from the system. So yeah and that's yeah
1: and, and so I so I know from you know talking to people uh, some of the people who've attended before you know, they know that can be super busy and they basically use up all of those 20 minute slots over the couple of days but do you want to yeah. give an idea I mean it's easy for you and I to kind of have a picture of who is attending but who are the sort of people who would attend? Uh, listed on the exchange side of things.
3: So again, that that's changed a little bit over the years. So so initially, the idea was very much that it was um, tour operators. So everybody from you know the bigger operators, Inghams and Crystal, down to um, more of the specialists. So people like Scott Dunn and Ski Weekends and Ski Solutions. Um, and it was very much originally designed to be meetings between uh, the likes of of them, the the buyers from the tour operators and suppliers who would be resorts or lift pass companies or hoteliers. Um, transfer companies ski schools uh, everyone like that and then it's 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 expanded a little bit in the last couple of years we've had a lot of media companies interested in coming along as well so now we tend to get a lot of the ski magazines um, and the specialist uh, ski websites and the like who also want to come along and meet with both um, the suppliers and the buyers tour operators to to talk to them about kind of what's happening and to get to get the sort of lowdown on what's happening with the season and what the, what the interesting things are. So we've opened it up a little bit in, in recent years. We, we've also had quite a number of sponsors that have got involved, which has been great. So last year we had... Uh, Skiverse, uh, an organization um out of barcelona as our lead sponsor and ski lifts as well along with a number of others so our sponsors also then have an opportunity to schedule their meetings and again often they want to meet with both suppliers and buyers so yeah we, we it's made the uh, the meeting schedule slightly more complicated because it used to be kind of one-on-one and mm-hmm. now it's one on two or three and, and we have to kind of work that out but yeah. um yeah it's you know it, it's all good it's all more conversations more people getting together more people having Uh, you know having conversations which leads to them doing business together hopefully
0: now it's based uh, in Hemel do you think it's time they should start calling it Histex as opposed to Listex (laughs)
1: Um, I like that idea Um, London is Hemel Hempstead in London only if you kind of come from America probably Um, yeah
0: Histex England is London and then there's Scotland (laughs) if you come from America (laughs) what I didn't realize about um, Histex Listex Was it you had to pay to go, Ian? I've been waiting for an invite for ages. Uh,
1: Yeah, and well, unless you're lucky enough to um, uh, get on the roster as a presenter, which um, I've managed to blag my way in a few times, although hopefully I've got something useful to share. Uh, Yeah, you know, you have to pay either to go to the forum or, uh, you know, for the networking side of things. But people keep going back, so they must uh, decide that it's a, it's a, a value to them.
0: Yeah, totally. Maybe I should um, cough up the money, or maybe, and we could host a podcast from there. We could do a live podcast from the show. Well,
1: personally, I think that's a great idea. Um, I can't actually go to that one on the uh, on the third of May, the uh, the summer session. But um, it,
0: oh, I'm not available. Yeah, then a,
1: well, we'll go to the one in September because um, it's a great opportunity to kind of talk to a lot of uh, kind of industry thought leaders at the same time.
0: Yeah, thought leaders. Ooh, that is that is blue sky okay. thinking. Words. Okay, um, that is today's show. Um, coming up next time, I will be sharing my report from Courteray. We will be looking at where you can ski during the off season. Uh, off season. Oh my word! Um, and there'll be lots more um, of this electric ski chat that we are having. Ian, I hope Thank your you. cough gets better. And are you going skiing? Uh, is that it? We're all done skiing. I haven't got anything booked. That,
1: the, that end, the season that is has ended. It. Yeah, it's. Um, I can't think that. Sometimes I have been to Dizalp in the summer before and uh, and skied there, but that's not on the uh, calendar for this year. So yeah, no more skiing till December, I should think. Well, unless next
0: week's podcast it's inspires us.
1: Yeah, and what you get i mean i think i've i've uh, had a really good winter uh, not just kind of number of days on the slopes i tend to get out but, but there's a snow they've just been really good this winter i've actually been there when there's been good snow i don't, I don't feel i need to kind of top it up with anything i'm gonna bank 17 18 as a really good ski winter
0: good um fantastic um, if you'd like to share um, us or tweet us don't forget you can do that at the com. and like we said earlier don't forget us to share us with your very uncool ski mates <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening catch you next time alright see you Jim.